The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for saving. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on the Blitz. Hour number two, 713-780. ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776. You can also get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like. You're good to go. There's Twitter, at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at A.J. is the real. At Aaron is blitzed at Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. You can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. You missed the first hour. A little bit of everything. Little Rockets. Little Texans. Uh, but what we uh, didn't talk about was the biggest sports news of the entire day. The entire day. And maybe the entire week. Maybe even bigger than the Super Bowl. And we all we all need good news, right? I mean, this is a time where everybody could use some good news. I would agree with that. That's why you're having fun with the Rockets, because it's, it's, it's interesting and different. Well, guess what's coming back? EA Sports NCAA football. That is a good story. Is that not the best news ever? I mean, that is my favorite all-time game. It's up there. Uh, I'm excited about it. I, I will say that like, I don't have a PS5 yet. And I, apparently it's not coming back on, like, the old consoles. So you have to get a next-gen console if you want to play. But, and maybe that's wise of PlayStation and Xbox to uh, to only make it available on the new age consoles because now people go out and buy those just so they can play their stupid college football game. Right. But I'm with you. I liked playing the college game. I, I, I liked it better than Madden. I did, too. It's significantly better. It was, anyway. Now, they could screw it up because EA's pretty much screwed up Madden. I had a thing you like you could I I bought it actually on eBay. I bought a this was for PlayStation 2, I reckon. Uh I bought a memory card that was preloaded. Someone had gone in and so you didn't have to be like QB11 or WR81. They took every college roster and put the names where they were from, there and all that stuff. And they put it on this memory card, and I think I paid $20 for this memory card. I plugged it into my PlayStation 2, and I had, like, real college football teams. So the, I enjoyed it a lot more when it was that. Yeah, I like I like doing the franchise mode. Like where you do recruiting and yeah. stuff like that. And by the yeah. time you get 10 years in, you've got all real you know players. I mean, not the actual players that you would have on a real football team, but you they all had names and stuff, and it wasn't. The QB seven and all that kind of stuff. Like I'm pretty sure Case Keenum was still on that game when it came out <laughs> the last time. I don't know. Uh, little baseball news for you. Shocker. The MLBPA reject the league's proposal to delay and shorten the 2021 season. They were going to make it a 154 game season and push it back a little bit. And the players said, no, we want the full thing. Well, I mean, didn't they argue that last year? Mm. When there's some big debate about how many uh, how many games would be played, yeah, I mean they 
they went back and forth over the whole thing. I don't see why you need to start on time and have the full season. I, I think it's better if you do push it back. I think there's a better chance. Like I think the Astros are going to have, what, uh, 20% fans? Is that the number? I think if the more you push it back, the better chance you have of getting more home games that have more fans down Agreed. the road. Because Agreed. Yeah, they want to cut eight games off the front end, not the back end. Yeah, and I, I think that's a good idea. Push it back a little bit. You push the whole thing back you know, a, a couple more weeks. Because I think it, at some point, that's going to be, uh, I think every week you go farther back, you got a better chance of having fans. Flimsy Cherry says, what's the difference between 162 and 154? Well, when you've got an empty stadium, eight games is a lot. And so you'd re- if you're going to have an empty stadium, you'd rather not pay your players for those eight games. So you prorate their salary minus eight games that you would have $0 gates at. Some people would. Some teams would have some, some gates. Some teams would have, I don't think anybody would have a full gate, but some would have absolutely no one in the stands. So they, those owners would much rather play eight less games than do a full 162. And it's, I mean, it, it doesn't affect things that much in that I, I, I believe that, well, I, I, I think, Baseball seasons are too long anyway. I do too. So, but an eight with game the, short. With the history of and the numbers all mean so much. They don't want to go backward. They want to have everything try and stay as level of a playing field as they can because that's how baseball is. But I think baseball would be smart to probably cut twenty games off their uh, off their schedule. Now that said, th- that would take Major League Baseball players agreeing to take a percentage of their salary cut. Or they would have to say like that maybe that they what they start doing is saying hey this year, like two years from now set a date twenty twenty three we start playing a hundred and forty two game season instead of one sixty two all contracts going forward negotiated going forward will be based on one hundred and forty two games and not one hundred and sixty two yeah they're not going to do that though no they won't they uh, should. and but in this deal the players were going to get paid for one hundred and sixty two games. Oh, so I don't know. I don't know what the objection is, frankly. Um, other than, well, if we don't play 162, then maybe I don't get as many home runs, and maybe my next contract. But it's eight games, man. It's eight damn games. So, seven one three seven eight zero ESPN is your number. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Shout out Nathan Jones and Patrick Curry who donated to the Heart Fund. Good job, boys. Uh, yeah, Nathan is uh, he's he's in one of the bands that we play on local music Tuesday, if I'm oh, not really? mistaken. Yeah. Yes, he is. What's the band called? You guys don't know, do you? Aaron does. God, you suck. Aaron. Silk Knives, I believe. Okay. There's two bands that I think he's he's in one of the two. <laughs> Maybe he's in both. Maybe this is old school. Maybe. Well, Nathan, go ahead and uh put that on Twitter so that Aaron will know when he tweets it out that it's your band. Because I know you're listening because you listen every day. 713-780-ESPN, 713-780-3776. And yeah, just go to AJ's uh, Twitter page. It's pinned at the top. It's very easy. It's so easy a Falcon can do it. That's for a good cause. Yeah. Who doesn't like hearts? Yeah. If you don't have one, you die. Do you see that Jeff Bezos... Or, or you wind up being... Uh, president of football operations for the Texans. That's true. You could also do that. <laughs> you see that Jeff Bezos is stepping down as Amazon CEO? I did. 
Now, it's not like, I, like when I first saw it, I said, oh, no. Did Jeff blow it? Did he do something wrong? But apparently Jeff has enough money that he's decided, well, and he's still going to be with the company. He's just not going to work as much as he has been. So he's going to he's going to be like uh, he, he's going to be the executive chair of the board and let someone else do all the CEO work. Well, what a life, right? I mean, at this point, though, that's great. Why? Why would you still mess around with it when and, and how hard can it be to run Amazon these days? Is Amazon like the? Is it the most important company in the world now? I think it's like the most, the most important as far as like what what we need on maybe AT and T is still up there, or, or I mean your your mobile because we still have to be connected. But yeah, I I would say that's those are the two I guess would be man. your mobile companies and, and Amazon especially. During this lockdown, everybody used Amazon. Yep, and and, and I think people have gotten the habit of doing it. Even you know, like we we actually had groceries delivered by Amazon at one point. I always I mean, have groceries delivered by Amazon. If well, if they're if they're coming from Whole Foods, they come from the Amazon delivery. Right. H E B comes from some other company. I don't know. It's not H E B because H E B. My wife is too lazy to go out and actually pick up the groceries at the store. She wants them delivered. Amazon delivers groceries from Whole Foods, and then it's like uh, DoorDash or something. No, maybe not DoorDash. Shipped, I think. I don't know what it is. She's got. There's another company that does the shopping for her, like that. She sends them the list, and then they bring it to the house. What a life! I mean, that's that's really the life I need is just sitting at home. Bring the bring me this stuff, dummy. But Amazon made that all possible. Yeah, and I, I don't blame him. I mean, I think it, it, at some point, enjoy what you've made. And I mean, still going to be collecting money like a fiend. So go get that new girlfriend that you stole from the other guy, and maybe a couple more. Go off to an island somewhere. Don't Epstein it. Keep him adult. Yeah. Enjoy your life. And Jason says, just shows what kind of world we live in today. Is the richest man in the world just got divorced and quit his job? Not bad. Not a bad. He's all right. He's still doing okay. I'm betting. I mean that that's you know you know you got real good money. When you can get divorced and then quit your job a couple months later and say, you know what, I, I'm good. I got enough. I think he has enough money to buy the Texans like 20 times. I think more than that. Yeah. <laughs> what's, so. the, what's the Texans valuation? I think it's $2.5 billion was the last I saw. Uh, he's worth over $150 billion, $185 billion. Okay. And that's after a divorce where he lost half. Yeah. Bleep. Yeah. Pretty amazing. According to Forbes, three point three billion. Oh, it's more than that, huh? Okay. Mm. Well. Oh yeah, my number said July twenty eighteen. It, it won't be. It won't be here in another six months. Uh, it says no. It says here his net worth is one ninety five billion as he steps down as CEO. So no Texans. Sorry. Oh, they're worth three point three billion according to Forbes. Oh, okay, okay. So if you wanted to buy them, so do the math on that. One ninety five divided by three point three. He could buy them 59 times All right. and still have some a little bit of cash left over to play with. Well, there you go. But you know what? You know what I respect about Jeff Bezos? He got passed up like a month ago as the richest man in the world, and then he decides to, to hang it up. Like I, I, cause Some guys would be like ultra competitive and be like, you know what? I got to catch And that's the other thing. How? 
I mean, listen, I know there's people who drive Teslas. I know a lot more people who use Amazon than drive Teslas. How is the Tesla guy the richest guy in the world? Because he also owns SpaceX. Yeah. And the boring company that builds all these now, these new little tunnels that LA is trying to put in for like underground subway stuff. But even that stuff seems like. He's got government, like the government is handing SpaceX cash. Well, I mean, in the government handing uh, Amazon cash. Now I know he doesn't pay more. taxes. Yeah, that's, well, that yeah, but nobody does. But no, the but the SpaceX thing, it's not just the U.S. government, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, yeah. they do a He's lot. He's getting of, paid to put satellites in orbit for all kinds of different companies or countries. Yeah, he, Mu- Elon Musk at the beginning of 2020 was worth 27 billion. He was barely one of the 50 richest, barely one of the 50 richest people in the world. Poor guy. So in 2020, the worst year for most everyone financially. He added $150 billion to his net worth. That's pretty good. He bought a lot of GameStop stock, I guess, and then it just blew up and he sold it. I mean, very, yeah. very smart of him. Yeah, it works out well. <laughs> he also creates money by, like, what he did was buy back a bunch of the Tesla. If I remember right, when he smoked weed with Joe Rogan on his podcast, he had bought a bunch of his own stock back in Tesla waited for it to crash because everybody was like, oh, he's smoking weed now. That doesn't look good for a, the CEO of a company, and then sold it all when it went right back up. Hmm. Somebody mentioned he pretty much invented PayPal back in the day. Yeah. That's where it got started. Oh, okay. Well, that's smart. So. But now there's like Venmo. No, hardly anybody uses PayPal anymore. I, I do. Uh, no, there's a lot of companies that will only use PayPal because of how secure it is versus. Oh, okay. Yeah, like the one of the websites I use, you can deposit with PayPal. Okay. Yeah. So I I I use Venmo too, but I I prefer PayPal because there's there's no fees if you're doing the sending to a friend thing, and yeah, which is usually what I'm doing. But all right, seven one three seven eight zero ESPN, and I got to tell you about my man, Doctor Linville. And uh, guys, if uh, you don't want to be bald and and the hair's going, and you you think it's time to do something about it, go see Doctor Linville. Uh, I was at that point where I was just going to shave it. I'd given up. I'd talked to a whole bunch of people about, you know, potentially coming on board to advertise about hair things, and they just all felt creepy. And then I met Dr. Linville, and he said, no, no, man, this is your own hair. This isn't hair plugs. We're just going to take hair off the back of your head. We're going to put it where it's not, and you're going to have a head of hair again. And guess what? It was everything he said. And when I was meeting with him, I was looking at his hair, and he goes, "Uh, yeah, you like my hair? Yeah, your hair looks great. He goes, yeah, because I had it done. So he's had it done. I've had it done. And if you want to get your hair back, if it's important to you, go to 975hair.com and set up your consultation free for ESPN listeners. And he'll, he'll run you through the process. And maybe it's not for you, but guys, I got to tell you, if you're going bald, it's going to be for you. You're going to love Dr. Linville. You're going to love the procedure. 975hair.com. Get your hair back today. Anywhere but Austin on Friday night. That's where the Leroy Brothers play. And she'll be out there dancing while some stranger holds her tight. And I know. This is The Blitz, the Blitz. on ESPN 97.5.
You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Favor is who delivers my wife's groceries from H-E-B. Oh, okay. I hadn't, uh... I f- I, like, you can make pretty good money doing that stuff, I think. Like, picking up groceries for people and take... But they almost always get something wrong. But then my wife tips them anyway because... I don't know. It's A lot of it is because also, it, it, like, my wife has the same last name as me. And if she doesn't tip someone, even who gives bad service, it'll probably come back to me. Yeah. I don't want that. See, it, it's... That's why whenever we go out now, like I make sure I'm the one who signs yep. for the tip because I don't want to say anything, but Canadians notoriously cheap tippers because because in Canada they make more money. And I worked in the service industry, right. so I I'm a, a probably an over tipper if anything, but I also don't like to tip really well on bad service. I mean, I'll I'll just I'll tip you fifteen percent if you're awful. Like that's pretty much my my go to. Um, usually if you're good, I'll tip 20 or 25%. Um, yeah, I've kind I've kind I've gone to 20% standard. And if you're really lousy at it, 15. And if you're good, 25. Yeah. And if you're fantastic, sometimes 30. But yeah, my, sometimes my wife will be like, this is terrible service. We should tip them like 5%. You can't do that. It's not allowed. She's come around on that. She understands now, but. But there, I mean, I don't know. Like, if I guess if you know you're going to get tipped something anyway, then what's the what's the point of trying to do well? I almost wish that uh, that the service industry would go to a minimum wage instead of tipping. Like, isn't that how they do it in other countries? Like in England, right? We didn't tip anybody there. Nobody took tips. Yeah, um, and like I said, Canada they take tips, but they also get paid a lot more. That's why Canadians are don't tip now. Once they get here and figure it out, they do because, you know, they're nice people. But I've I've been over-tipping pretty much any time I can go out during the Rona because I know all their business is down. Yeah. And so, you know, an extra five bucks here or there isn't, doesn't make a huge difference. But, you know, trying to, trying to keep, the, uh, keep the places open and keep people working. And so. Slim says, what's the correct <clears throat> amount to tip on a takeout order? I think that's changed since Rona times. Now you have to tip a little bit more on delivery and takeout than you used to. But I used to be like kind of a standard. I, I like if I if I if I was picking up food for my whole family, five or ten bucks on the on the meal. Like it's not really a percentage; it was more of a set rate because all they're really doing is boxing up your food and putting it in a bag, and you know, get, hopefully getting you some plastic silverware. I mean, somebody's got to do it, but it's not that hard of it. It's not like taking care of you full service, but you still do need to tip those people. Yeah, I, I think who we tip is kind of odd. Because um, if you're going to tip for takeout, why aren't you tipping at the window at Jack in the Box? It's the same thing, right? Well, at Jack in the Box, they always get your order wrong. So No, that's true. That is true. Jack in the Box and Taco Bell. But any of those places. You know, I, I think... Uh, but... I I'm, I have no problem with with tipping, and I, I I will over tip, especially now, because I know a lot of people need it. So. Yeah, 
And uh, but yeah, some people don't tip at all on pickup orders. Yeah, that's I, that's a bad look. Especially now, it's a bad look. Yeah, I mean, they still have to prepare your order, and, and I've now I, I probably tip a standard fifteen percent on that. Now I've, I've again during the Rona, I've bumped it to twenty, but I'll I'll on takeouts, I don't feel guilty doing fifteen percent. I don't feel guilty doing fifteen percent if I'm ordering coffee and all I'm getting is the black coffee. Yeah, and while the wife is getting the white mocha rainbow, whatever the hell it is, uh, I don't mind fifteen percent on that. But um, in general, it's twenty. Uh, shout out to Brandon Sixth Man Construction and Juggalo Trey donating to the cause. Juggy Look at that. Trey, Juggy Trey. Hmm. Juggy Trey with a heart for the hearts. What a nice young man! He is a nice fella. Somebody says uh, the servers are boxing up your takeout. That that is true. Well, that's so, what I said. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, but I, I mean, I, I I just think it's I just think it's a good practice. That's all. And yeah, especially when it comes to when we're out someplace, and it's either the wife or me signing for it. I'm always I'm always going there to close out the tab before she gets to it. That's the move. I'd rather get bitched at for leaving too big of a tip <laughs> than not leaving a good enough tip, and suddenly it becomes public. The good guy didn't tip me. It was only 18%. That's a radio guy. Bauer. Yeah. Four. Fred Four. The guy's awful. And then they're going to post it on, inter- on the interwebs. Yep. Let's talk to David about tipping. Just a tip, David. 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 Hello. Tell us about the tip. Go. How you doing, guys? Thanks we're, for taking my call. Yep, we're doing sports. Go. Um, I use tipping. Um, I use it as tithing. So, and, uh, you know, everybody needs to feed their family, so I do my tithing through church and through tipping people. All right. Well, I mean, if it makes you feel good, that's a good thing. I don't know if Jesus is necessarily taking tips, but... Yeah, he is. I guess so. Yeah. Like, he brought the wine. It's true. you got to leave something for that. And, I, I mean... Somalier. That I mean, that's what you do at church, right? You're basically tipping Jesus for, you know, especially... We don't get wine at my church every week. Oh, really? No. Mm. It's every few weeks we have some wine. That's because the Catholics have it all. That's yeah. the problem. And, and they've got... They, the, I think they get wine they, every they've week. They've got the, the blood and the body. Yeah. So, yeah. I said, don't forget to tip your pizza delivery guy. We're risking our life driving. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. And the delivery fee, not a tip to the delivery guy somehow. That's the biggest racket. That's what I don't like. I've also become a pizza snob. I won't let my wife order, I'll, I'll just say, from large chain pizza restaurants anymore. I can't. My kids prefer it. Yeah, well, when you, when you have kids, it, it's totally fine. I'm sorry, you guys are going to eat this other pizza, and you're going to like it. Sorry. Yeah, the only time I order from those is when I'm here at night because berries shut down. I used to order berries when I would order pizza. Like, if I was going to be here late for an Aggie yeah. game, I would order berries. But now there's no berries, so now I just go with whatever. Is there, there no other small local pizzeria around here? Not that I've it, become enough accustomed uh, with enough that it, I want. Isn't there a Fuzzies up the road? I mean, it's it's... Couple, about a mile or so down Westheimer. I don't know. I don't know if they deliver this far. Yeah, I don't know. 
I bet Nick's delivered this far. I don't think they do. That's a pretty long haul for Nick's. Yeah, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, all the way down West Hamer, that's a good 15. See, now, now I want pizza. I yeah, really want to good. order pizza right now and some beer and do the 6 o'clock hour with pizza and beer. You know what I do sometimes now, uh, especially when I'm on that low-carb life? I'll go to Mod Pizza and get the cauliflower crust, which the idea of cauliflower crust is really sad to me. But Mod kind of does the thin crust style, so it's burnt a little bit, so you can't really tell it's cauliflower. If it's still uh, if it's still not all the way cooked, you can t- definitely tell a pizza's got cauliflower crust, and I hate it. But Mod kind of burns there, so I like it. I don't know if Mod is considered now big chain pizza. There's a lot more of those than there used to be. So a couple of people mentioned Antonio's on Richmond is the best one near where Barry's was. That's That's not too far. I've driven by that many times. I can't believe Barry's shut down. Yeah. That place has been around forever. Yeah. yeah, well, Rona killed it. That was like the first big, big name that went out yeah. because of Rona, and everyone was like, what? The, like, oh, crap, this is real now. Yep. Yeah. Man, got him. All righty. We are going to take a quick break. Please don't go anywhere. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. Call into the HRP listener line, dial 713 780 ESPN. Looking to outsource your company's HR and payroll? Get the top initiative and smart solutions with HRP.net. Behold the king, the king of kings. On your knees, dog. This is the Blitz. On ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. And you know what that music means? It's time for the legend of newspapers, of radio, of TV, of uh, online. The legendary Jerome Solomon. What's going on, Jerome? Not much, man. I was just uh, sitting around thinking I've sent absolutely zero pictures of myself without a shirt on to women. Of all the things I've ever done in my life, I'm I'm uh, I'm clean on that one. How about zero you, fellas? ever, huh? Unlike unlike you, AJ, I'm I'm not like cut like muscular like that to be short off my chest Listen, i guess i'm not know? now but there was a time when i was i i, I won't lie yeah there was a time oh i when... know you and, and I'm, that's what i'm asking I, i'm getting there I, you you sent one haven't you i have but only by request i would never do it <laughs> I, I would never do it un, uh, unsolicited that would be really inappropriate fred chest uh no shirt uh, there was a time when i was in pretty good shape and a young lady asked for a picture of me without my shirt and i said see uh-huh y'all are scandalous like that i got asked you don't you don't do it unsolicited it's not scandalous if you're asked for it. yeah the, the, who would send it without it well who why would somebody uh, request it Did, wait a minute has a woman said hey can you send me a picture without a shirt on really yes you didn't you didn't egg her on you didn't lead her toward it Somehow, I mean, maybe saying, it was like uh, by saying, "Man, I'm looking in the mirror at my pecs right now. They're working." Uh, it it, it <laughs> might have been, "Hey, maybe you could send me something," and then she's like, "Well, you send me that." Listen, this was know? in the the 
AOL Desk Instant Messenger there. webcam days. So <laughs> anything, anything was going it, back then, man. It's a little grainy. Yeah. The thing is, black now, and white. Like yeah. my wife has no interest in seeing me naked, so it's like it's not. It's really not much to discuss. But but I, I, speaking for all the women out there, it's not quite a fair fight when you go. You send me a, a shirtless one, and no, I'll send you a shirtless Jerome, one. That's let, not the no. Same. It's absolutely fair, and you need to shut your mouth about that. <laughs> let's not argue that point. <laughs> yeah, let's let's listen. There's some things. No, that, no shirt, no shoes, no service should not apply to anyone. That's right. This mm. is there's bro code where you never tell women that it's not equal, <laughs> topless for topless. Come on, that's valid, valid point. I, again, you're talking about somebody who's pretty flat chested. <laughs> well, Jerome, let's talk about you know it's been it's been I guess over a week because you were at the the big press conference where you weren't allowed to ask any questions last week. Uh, oh yeah, what's what's happened since then? Uh, for, you know what? First, let's get your thoughts on David Cully. I, I mean, I know. Listen, it was down like David Cully had to choose. He basically could choose between all thirty two teams in the NFL who he wanted to be the head coach of, and he chose the Texans. So that happened. Well, he, he he picked the right one. He okay. picked the one that was going to pay him a lot of money as a good, nice retirement package bonus. It, it, I mean, I, I can't blame him. I would have chose the Texans, too, over, you know, anybody else. Being the receiver's that, coach did, somewhere did, else. Did, that, yeah, that didn't call. No, he, he's a good dude. He's good people. He's a good coach. He's been around. People love him. People play for him, love him to death. People he's worked for love him. And he's got energy and passion, as you can tell from the press conference. He brings a lot to the table. No one on the planet, aside from the Texans, thought he'd be a good head coach. And, and, and he might be a good head coach, but it would be shocking to most and even more shocking in that, well, how did the Texans, how were they the one organization that figured it out? And clearly, it's much more likely, if he is a really good head coach it's he deserved to be one a long time ago the Texans didn't hire him because he'd be a great head coach they hired him for other reasons that he wasn't going to be a guy who come in and demand who he wants on his staff and he wasn't going to make demands he's just happy probably to be salary here. demands yeah he's very happy to be here. he said it. I'm, I'm extremely happy to be here huh? well anyone would be but you can still be happy to be here and still draw the line on who you get to hire but they, hell, they'd already hired a couple coaches before he even came in the building. They already told him who was going to be his offensive coordinator, who's going to work for him. And if if you have a the, the situations where the head coach doesn't get to decide who's on his staff, those tend to not work out extremely well. Generally speaking, it's very few times I think a coach came in and didn't get to dictate that it worked out well. And when those worked out, I. That they weren't situations where the staff knew you didn't even hire me, dude. That guy over there, the general manager did, or that guy, the preacher over there did. He hired me. You didn't. And they're also working for somebody who didn't hire them and somebody who we all know is not going to be the coach 10 years from now. I'll be generous. Okay. Let, but, right. Now that you've said that, that brings me to this question. Is this basically a Bo Porter hire like they knew that they weren't going to compete so why go out and get someone expensive like let's just get someone to, to ride this thing out until we've got the talent to actually compete again well th well, there are a couple things I, I think that the I, I get where people make that comparison but the significant difference is Bo Porter was a young guy 
he could have grown into being the greatest manager ever. They hired him thinking he would be great at this. Yeah, the team's not going to be any good for a while, but when they got good, they expected him to be the guy. They, the Texans don't expect him to be the guy. They don't expect David Culler to be the head coach six, seven, eight years from now, right? I mean, how could you? I mean, it's it's it it will be a rare situation for that to develop. So it 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 it's it's different from that in that sense. Uh, and I also believe too that Nick Casario isn't thinking the team's not going to be good. Um, I, 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 it, it well, certainly not the way that um, Jeff Luno and and Jim Crane knew the Astros were not going to be good. They're going to try to win. Whether they can pull it off is a whole different discussion. Uh, but no, they're they're not thinking we're only going to win one or two games for the next few years, which was the Astros situation. No, they think they're actually going to be good, which kind of makes it's this, this kind of makes this co- well, well that, but it also makes this coaching coaching hire even worse. You, and, well, think about it. You, if you think you're going to be good, which they do, which you you think you've got one of the top five, six, seven quarterbacks in the league, which they think they do. For now, you today. don't you don't make this you don't make this hire, you know what I'm saying? That that's it, well, there's that, no good reason for this hire, and if it works out, it'll be totally by accident. Well, is it? Yeah, you know, are is this a step ahead? Basically, where yeah, we know we're going to wind up trading Watson. This guy is going to, you know, work with the whoever the new quarterback is, and yeah, we are going to take a step back. I I kind of think, but, but that would be anybody if you if you're going to trade Watson. Whoever you hire would have to deal with that, and and well, unlike, maybe he's the only one who who agreed to. No, I, I that, he's the only one they asked. <laughs> because trust me, and you you've, you've you've done it long enough, Fred, to know if they'd asked another coach who turned it down, his agent would have told all of us by now. Yeah, <laughs> immediately. Uh, oh, my client did, and so nobody turned it down. That's the only one they asked. I mean, he's the only one that was at the Eric B enemy would take this job. Even if they told him Deshaun Watson wasn't going to be here. You think so? Cause, yeah. Cause he, I, 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 I caught you guys last week. It was very entertaining. Y'all were going at it, but yeah, cause he can't get a job and he, I mean, he can't, I, I think he would take it in a heartbeat just by talking to him and hearing what he's had to say. He would want to do it. Period. He would want it a whole lot more if Deshaun was going to be here. A Leslie Frazier, which was a good point of y'all arguments a lot the other day. Leslie Frazier would, no question, he would take it because he'll never get another offer again anyway. Um, but yeah, it, I'm telling. I I know AJ what you're thinking. You're right in the the specifics of your argument, but in the reality of it, these jobs do not come up enough. It's rare that anybody turns one down. So you're saying if Eric Bieniemy were a white guy, he would be in a position to turn down the Texans' job, but not <laughs> not now. I, I, the, the, no, if Eric Bieniemy was a white guy, he would already be coaching another team. Okay, that's what I thought. He would have been hired last year or the year before that, well, <laughs> so he wouldn't have been available for the Texans. Well, Jerome, what like what's your take now on where the Texans stand with Deshaun? I, I mean, what's What's in your mind the likelihood that that he's the quarterback for the Texans week one? I'm still leaning on the – I'm much closer to 50-50 now than I've been. So I'm in the 55-45 that he'll still be here because 
it it just makes the most sense for both parties except in Deshaun case in Deshaun's case he's made up his mind I'm not interested and I'll deal with what has to be but when the what has to be is the Jets he's he's not going to want to do that right. you know if if you're going to be with a bad team and you're Deshaun Watson or perceived to be bad team before games are played it might as well be Houston you know it just it, it would just be easier that way because then you can blame the Texans management on whatever happens you go to the Jets and you're bad hey, yes it's on you you know and so there there's just been too many situations and I'm just one of those who I I don't buy into the off the record comments they're very true and legitimate I don't buy into them in terms of the reason they're off the record and under the table is because you want an out. There have been too many situations where a player said, I'm out, nothing you can do, and they come back. Kobe Bryant was, I'm done with the Lakers. We'll never play for them again. There's nothing they can do. All they got to uh, do is sign Pau Gasol to the Texans then. Let's do it. <laughs> then it's done. Elijah <laughs> one, on and on, a whole bunch of guys. Yeah, Larry Bird even, I believe, at one point was like, oh, I can't handle this anymore. It It happens. This is different because this guy is younger and we're in a different generation. Well, and he also um, signed his contract four months ago, which I think people don't under people underestimate what a difference that is. Yeah, it, it, that it, the money is coming, and so the money is guaranteed. So he's in a pretty solid spot. It, it's funny to me, and I really we haven't talked about it much because it because it's crazy sounding. <laughs> but but Deshaun Watson signed to play for Bill O'Brien. I know, and, and now it's and too to, bad. And to be the for Bill O'Brien, too bad now, right? And to be under Bill O'Brien's control, and I'm telling you, this sounds ridiculous, but when he was talking about the culture and no leader, et cetera, at the end of the season, he wasn't talking about Bill O'Brien because there was a leader and a culture when Bill O'Brien was there. Yeah, we didn't agree with it. We didn't like right. it. it was, we it was, weren't it impressed. Was a disaster, but it was yeah, we there. weren't impressed by it. But Deshaun was. The team was. The team was. You know, doing okay in their mind under Bill O'Brien until those four games to start the season. But before that, they 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 they, they weren't walking around in the offseason going, "Man, Bill O'Brien's got to go. He can't coach." Yeah. We we were last offseason, the one before that, and the one before that, <laughs> but not the players. I mean, you know, not not well, not the, not not Deshaun Watson, and so. That that was the first straw. You fire Bill O'Brien. Even if Deshaun didn't put up a fight then, you know he felt some kind of way about it because that was his guy. You know? And so which you is, fire him. Which is even crazier than the situation he's in now. Like Yes. The fact yes. that he was uh, team Bill O'Brien is just mind boggling to me. It it's it I agree with you because we think we this is gonna sound more ridiculous than anything else I've said. I think we think more of Deshaun Watson than he does. He he thinks Bill O'Brien had something to do with his success. Oh, God. Hell, he he finished this season thinking Tim Kelly had something to do. Uh, not something. Obviously, had something. He thinks Tim Kelly had a lot to do with his he, he success. He thinks Tim Kelly's important to his success. And and we're all like, dude, you could light it up with darn near any offensive coordinator. We really believe that. And but he he thinks he wouldn't be who he is without Dabo Sweeney. And I'm like. Dude, there are 25 coaches in college football you could have played for. and been, that, That'll pray <laughs> with you before and after the game. Yes, Lord. Yeah. So, but, that, but that's part of that is what makes Deshaun such a good player is that 
He's not going to go against the administration. He's not going to go against the coach. He's all in for the team and not about self. That's what makes this a really precarious situation for the Texans. Like, well, if Deshaun is coming out against you, 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 you have no chance. But Deshaun's never lost before. So his what he's dealing with and how he's reacting to it can seem a little soft on some level or it's out childish. of the box. It's childish. Yeah, it's childish. Exactly. But he's he's act like you've been there before. He ain't never been there before. He don't even know what to do. <laughs> like, like, like he's always been under a coach, a hardcore leading coach who showed him the way and walked him through everything, and he was winning. And then all of a sudden, come October, November this year, where's the hardcore no nonsense coach. Do, do Where's you, the leadership? Where are the wins? He this this has been a crazy year for him completely. Last thing before we let you go, Jerome, is there a name that they could have announced as the head coach that would have made Deshaun maybe waver on this and say, okay, this this will work for me? You would think it would have to have been the enemy. I mean, that's just that seems like a given. Uh, or it sounds like Robert Sala is the guy I, he really that, wanted to play for. That. that Again, he hadn't said anything, but he says that. Why? Like, he they, does he know him? Well, he really wishes he would have played for the 49ers defense last year. He was like, that's man, a, that's, right, yes. that's where I wish <laughs> but, I would have been. But Yeah, and and every, almost most teams in the league wish they had the 49ers defense, but it's not like he knows him. It's not, you know, I that wouldn't seem – that's a smart name because don't we all wish the Texans had interviewed that guy and sure, give him a shot yeah. and hired him right? Yeah. But we we're thinking of it. It's unfair, but I think we're thinking of it differently than Deshaun Watson. But I'm like, why, why, why is that name so huge on Deshaun's list? Like, you know, I, I, he's Lebanese. It's short. It's it's racism is what it is. My short answer is it's all confusing to me. (laughs) I don't understand what any of the people involved are doing except David Cully. I understand fully why he'd come in and take this retirement package <laughs> that's on the table and probably quadruple his salary for the last four or five years of his coaching life. I don't blame him four at all. Four or five years. Ah, over <laughs> under, under, over <laughs> under is 2.5. Oh, y'all, y'all talking about how many years he works or how many he gets paid oh, for? Oh, okay. It, I you know, are, how yeah. many he's going to coach. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, all right. I, 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 it's a year and a half. I don't care. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Don't run this two, but 1.9. Can he get to the season finale of year two? His question. But it, I hope he, I hope he talked him into a five year deal where it's, it's all guaranteed and he, you got to pay me and I'm going to be all right. But I, I, we dog, we're dogging him and I'm, sounds like I'm dogging. I like him. I think the fans are going to love him and enjoy. His personality. There's a big they, difference between liking someone and expecting and them to succeed. That's a whole different thing. But no. but they, they they've had a jerk who most people outside didn't like coaching here for the last seven years. It's going to be a joy to have someone that you can actually like and root for, whether or not the team can give you something to be excited about is a whole it's, different It's wow. very similar to the Rockets, because I was talking about this earlier. Were the Rockets better with James Harden? Yes. Am I enjoying watching them more? And, and are they easier for me to cheer for with without James Harden? 
one hundred percent yes. And and that and that's that's a that's a personal feeling. And there with with that when there's at least some people on the other side with this one, there there's nobody on the no. oh no, I I like the O'Brien. <laughs> I like watching Bill O'Brien coach this team. There's aside from the O'Brien family, there aren't a whole lot of people on that side. Nope. You know? And so that I'm telling you, Cully Cully is a really good person. And he's fun. He's funny. He's got energy. He is just bringing something to the table that we haven't had here as a Texans coach. And I I hope that the staff can live up and get done what he needs done. And Casario, Casario really should be good at bringing in players at the bottom end of the draft and free agents who turn out to be really good players because that was one of his strengths with the, the Patriots. So they should get better faster than you think they would based on what they have as draft picks. Uh, but if they, if they trade Deshaun Watson, nothing really good is no, on the table for a couple of years. Yeah, no, nothing at all. Because cause you, can, you, can, you can steal your way to being an 8-8 eight eight team with Deshaun quarterbacking. You know, you can't do that if you're starting from scratch. Uh, and I just, man... It's. I have no idea what's going to happen. It's. It's. It's a. It's ugly. That's for sure. All right, Jerome Solomon has been our guest. Uh, Jerome, appreciate the time. And it, it sounds like we've got a coach the likes of which we haven't seen since Romeo Cornell was on the sidelines. So <laughs> no, Romeo didn't have it. Romeo's an old man. Oh, yeah. David Cully's a young buck. Strapping yeah, you up. compared to Romeo, dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs> I mean, you're that's, young compared to Fred, but you're super old. That's not even the joke. <laughs> that's, Romeo is like he's eight hundred. Yeah, Cully is a lot. There's a lot more energy than Romeo. That that so all old black I men are the see, same. I is what you say. Cully in a good HEB commercial. I can tell you that much. Dude, all right, Jerome. Dude, we'll they don't have anybody that can put on an HEB commercial after JJ Watt and, and Deshaun are gone. They got Justin Reed. What are you talking about? They're good to go. All right, we'll <laughs> talk to you fellas. next week, Jerome. All right. Yeah, let's uh, go to my man, Lawyer Dave, who is on the phone. And uh, I'm just going to spitball here, but I'm guessing Lawyer Dave uh, won some money for some blitzers today because that's what he does. What's up, Dave? You're darn right I did. And as a matter of fact, I just got done doing a a deposition of a gal that is in Moscow, Russia. How about that? (laughs) That's expanding your service quite a bit, sir. (laughs) (laughs) It was quite an event for me today. But I can tell you, blitzers, You've got a cause of action, whether it's in Russia or it's right here in Houston, Texas, or anywhere in Texas, for a matter. Give me a holler at 713-626-8900, and I'll do my best to help you out. Yeah, and accidents and uh, uh, poor hospital experiences are your specialty, and uh, guys don't have to pay you until uh, they win the case. There's no charge for the consultations, and you guys are in it together, and you'll even help them out if they need medical help. That's exactly right. Any kind of an accident, whether it be an explosion at a plant or a slip and fall at a grocery store or a car wreck, truck wreck, negligence in a hospital, negligence by a doctor, I handle all that stuff. Feel free to call me and talk about it, and we'll work it out. If it's something I can handle, I'll do it. And if it's something I need to send you to somebody else because it's not my specialty, I'll send you to them. No charge. Let them know how they can get in touch with you. Hit me up, fellas, at 713-626-8900, or you can email me at lawyerdave.com or tweet me at, at lawyerdavelaw. Or, you can always... or find me through Fred, by gosh. 
Yeah, a lot of a lot of guys can't remember that. Just uh, hit me up and I'll put you in touch. All right, if they need a lawyer, what do they do? They had better dial Dave. This is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. 713-780-ESPN is your number if you want to get in. And uh, we need to squeeze in a Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. The Gym of the Day. It's the Gym of the Day. The Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. All right. This is the one I was going to do yesterday. I don't know if this is a true story. It it sounds... You haven't researched? I I mean Snopes did if that's that's okay. what you mean. But well Snopes is a left wing conspiracy site now, oh, so it okay. doesn't really matter. I, so I'll drudge report it. That, well, that, that's also well, no, that's I, I, I don't know. I anyway, don't know what's fake news anymore. I thought it was funny, so and, and also it could serve as a PSA. All right. So here's what you don't do. You don't strap meth. well, don't do math. Yeah, we'll start with that. Don't kill anyone. Long standing policy of this program. Yes. Uh no murder. No, no pedos. Oh, yeah. That's a big one. No rape. Um, no seat reclining. Yeah. That's pretty much it, right? Yeah. Well, here's another thing to add to the list of things that you don't do. Strap a Chinese-made chastity cage onto your penis. And do Is that it. kind of like finger cuffs for your thing? Yeah, I, it's, I don't have the visual of it, really. They don't put a photo but in the story? No, no, because I don't know. Pretty like sure you it. could Google it. Yeah. Uh, but don't do it with an app connected to the internet. Oh, and then there's a power outage? Wise, guys. No. Guess what hackers do? They get in and demand $1,000 in Bitcoin to unlock it. Oh, no. So, again, I don't know if this is real or not, but it, it sounds real enough, and it's funny either way. So, uh... He called his partner, who said she did not lock the device. He even used their safe word, so she told him it wasn't her. Oh, and no. And so he said, oh, bleep, it's real. I started looking at the thing. There's no manual override at all. It's a chastity belt. I guess it kind of shouldn't have an override. But when it's a digital thing like that, it should have a key or something, but obviously didn't. Listen, if your wife puts you in a chastity belt, maybe your marriage just isn't meant to be. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. Although he said it was kind of sexy when he thought she locked it. So, by the way, Bitcoin up to thirty five five today. Interesting. So that that thousand dollars, it's a that's a lot of Bitcoin. Anyway, that's your Zadok Jewelers gem of the day. The gem of the day. It's the gem of the day. The Zadok Jeweler gem of the day. Thanks to uh, Jesse Savoy who uh, donated to my kids. Heart Foundation, or Heart uh, Heart Foundation, the w, former WWF Tag Team Champion Heart Foundation, uh, the American Heart Association. Uh, my son Holden raising money for for uh, for heart health for youths. Uh, so uh, thank you for all of you who did that today. Uh, I got to tell you about Pro Dunk Hoops. ProDunkHoops.com. My son's not making any. 
he's not making any baskets on the court, but he's making them in the driveway. And that's what matters. He's out there having fun. When there's nobody to knock down, he can focus on making baskets and have a good time. But ProDunkHoops.com, that's where you go to see the best basketball goals on the whole wide world. Uh, I, I was hesitant to put one up in my house, but once I saw this thing, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, it, it actually improves the curb appeal. Unlike uh, you look, you drive by some house who have an old gold hanging up in their yard. And it's like, Ooh, that doesn't look great. This thing looks amazing. The thickest steel of any goal on the market, 75% thicker than the best brands in the big box stores and a backboard so strong. If it breaks or cracks for any reason, they're going to replace it for free. Got, and they're all adjustable from 10 to feet, ten feet to 5 feet with a turn of a handle. So any age can play. Any age can make baskets. That's what it's all about. See them all at ProDunkHoops.com. That's ProDunkHoops.com. Or give them a call, 281-351-9822 for Pro Dunk Hoops. ESPN 97.5.